Trouble Nation. This is Renee Coleman sitting with the original Trouble Man for Trouble Times, Mr. Manny Chevrolet. How you doing, Nation? I hope you're as well as I am tonight because I am fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't been this fucked up in a while. Since like at least, you know, like seven days ago when my wife told me, she told me a beautiful thing. You know what she told me? What's that? I don't know if the nation knows this, but me and my family are, me and my wife are doing an addition to our house. And it's like a big, it's a, it's a huge thing. You know, this is basically it. You know, we have to get bigger because our daughter is only getting older and bigger, bigger and stuff like that. So she told me about a week ago, she said, we have to go toilet shopping. <laughs> she's got something in mind or she just wants to see what's out there well we're getting a new bathroom right and we're getting a new bedroom right and we're getting a new utility room right. and this whole new, new port. sink vanity yeah toilet, all that stuff showers yeah, so yeah. about a week ago um she tells me after dinner we have to go toilet shopping and i was like what does that mean right on well you gotta you gotta make a choice you well, know you well may, that's it, may it. As well be a considered choice well know? she said you know we're getting older do we want one you know we're gonna have to see what kind of, we want the raised taller one for uh, when you're in and that's that's she's got a lot of foresight she yeah you know do we want that yeah exactly do we want do we want like a little handrail that hand we're gonna, you know like <laughs> okay, that for the yeah, handicap yeah, yeah. thing sure and i'm thinking to myself yes baby yes honey yes wife mine Let's go toilet shopping. Oh, I thought that's, this was your daughter telling you this. No, no, this oh, was my oh, wife. This was your daughter. No, my daughter has no idea what's going on. She's, she's got, my daughter goes, what's all that banging? <laughs> I, said, that's, I said, that's your inheritance, basically, is this fucking house that I'm building for you. You know, because I'm, I'm going to be die broke, probably. You well, know. you told me, you said, this is the room I'm going to die in. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you're, yeah. You, you were yeah. showing me around yeah. the, the uh, construction. You yeah, said, this is early, the room I'm going to die Yeah. This I, I thought, you know, you're like the like the pharaohs. You know, you're building your own your own tomb. I'm building my own tomb. But I just I started thinking about it. It's like toilet shopping. Well, this this could be like uh, so we have to figure out like what kind of toilet. And then there's always the toilet lid. What kind of lid do you want on the toilet? Well, you want one that matches the toilet initially. Well, you know, they, they yeah, they come with one. No, it's so it's yeah, they come with one. But do you want like a one? You know, that's, I see people like I've been to houses over the years. People have like cushion on the toilet seat. Yeah, yeah, I don't, you know, I'd go no cushion. I, I, I'd go, <laughs> you don't want cushion? You know, no, no. If they if they give you like a what a, if you buy a quality toilet, it's going to come with the seat that is going to be right for it. You know, when it what about the hemorrhoid cushion toilet kind of thing where it's kind of padded? Never had one of those. Yeah. Because like I, the donut kind of deal? Yeah, that uh-huh. donut kind of thing. Because I know, I, well, I've had them before in the past. After giving birth, I had hemorrhoids. You know, uh, <laughs> I hear that's common. Yeah, it's very common. You know, it's a lot of stress down there. <laughs> well, you know, they say push, but you're, you, you know, you don't know where to push from. Right, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. thing. It's a shotgun approach. So, um, I'm going toilet shopping. Hopefully this weekend. But okay, so you you planned for it. We planned for it. You stretch out that joy for and, yeah. a week of anticipation. I just want a toilet that's going to be, um, you know, LBGQT friendly. Right, right, right. You know, I just want a toilet like that. Sure. You know? right. And I, I think though, because I'm the print symbol on the door, whatever. That is. <laughs> yeah, the print. But I, I just want a toilet that I think that I think I'm going to want a raised toilet because I'm very short. You know, I'm a short guy. Okay. So I think ten years from now I'll need that little boost. <laughs> I'll be. I'll, I'll need that little like handicap boost kind of thing, like the gargoyle kind of thing. You don't think it'll be hard to mount? You don't think it'd be more of a challenge than not? I don't know. You maybe. Well, right. if I get a running start, maybe. <laughs> 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 if I get a running start, I think I'll be kind. I think you'll be. Fine. Yeah, I'll think, I'll think I'll be very kind and fine and stuff like that. And I, I can still move. I, you know, I'm. I'm oh, quick. I know you're quick. You yeah, got those I'm quick. quick twitch muscles. Yeah, you know? I, yeah, you know. Timing, and you know, I always and timing say, is everything. Yeah, timing beats speed. Right, right, exactly. So that's um, that's where I'm at right now, troubled nation. Well, and and uh, proximate to your neighborhood is going on the the premier festival of of New Orleans, yeah. which is the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival, brought to you by Shell. By <laughs> Shell, yeah, um, exactly. Can't leave that part out. Uh, I think by law you can't leave that part out. 
um, by statute <coughs> contract. Well, you know, yeah, it's in so my it's right in your neighborhood. And yeah, you actually last week we're talking about that you had a money making scheme that you you got right. associated because of the addition yeah. project. Yeah, where you have a portable toilet out in front of your house. Yeah, for the construction now, worker. Did you actually? No, you know what happened because my contract couldn't get a permit. No, my uh, contractor said. His name is uh, um, the Water Boy. I like to call him. Right, right. Yeah. Bobby Boucher. Yeah, Boucher. <laughs> That's his name. He he likes to be called Robert, but I won't give him that benefit. Right. You know. um, but he told me. He said, "Listen, uh, I love Jazz Fest. I'm going to be at Jazz Fest. I'm going to be here this weekend." So it's like, fine. Don't worry about it. And that, but we did. He locked the toilet. I saw up. that lock. That's yeah. Not, you don't know the combo. I don't that. know the combo. So he locked it. Okay, so well, my whole business venture went. Yeah. Uh, but you know what, though? Here's the thing. You know, I live right in the heart of it. And usually, you know, we, bec- you know, I t- we take two cars to go to work, my wife and I, even though we work kind of close to each other. But during Jazz Fest, we all have to be a one-car family. Okay. Um, we take, take the girl to school. Then and that car I get is dr- a police car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, tinted windows and uh, all that kind <laughs> of stuff. Cage, uh, the cage. The cage, only open from yeah. The and uh, that thing between the passenger, you know, the front seat and the back seat. You right, know, where there's right. that little window where you go, hey, I didn't do nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, but we, we, we blocked, we barricaded our parking spaces and stuff like that because. You know, that's what you do. People who live there have to, like, put cans out or, right, or right, sawhorses right. or claim, caution tape. Try to claim your own well, personal it, yeah. uh, And it's kind space. of like it's a rite of passage because no one fucks with you. The cops don't fuck with you for doing that or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But we got home Friday, you know, and there was ample parking in my street. Wow, really? There was, like, tons of spaces. Huh. And then Saturday, the same thing. There was tons of spaces, and we noticed on Saturday and Sunday, the foot traffic was like 50 times less than usual. Really? So I don't know what it was. Is it like Uber making an impact? People are just taking the Uber? Huh. Or now, it, I, w- I was there on Saturday. I played both Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. and it, there was a lot of people, but it was not uncomfortably crowded. Well, that's what my other point was, because me and my wife were talking about it. I was like, is it... Because the attendance the eight, was low? The $85 ticket price <laughs> maybe has had an impact. No, yeah. I'm serious. And look, that actually, that works for me. Um, you know, rather than have a cheap ticket price where it's going to be so oversubscribed that it's going to be, well, when I say cheap, you know, $65 is yeah. not cheap. But yeah. at some point, you will have, uh, you know, people fall away. People are like, well, I'm not going to pay that much. And right. then, so you have slightly lowered attendance and then maybe it's more pleasant for the people out of there it's not so crowded you can well, move around you that's what i thought i thought stuff. i thought well is it like is attendance because uh well no not is it like that sparse in my neighborhood which when usually it's like packed with right. foot walkers and people looking for parking and and the cops going out giving tickets like crazy uh-huh. and it was nothing like that this first weekend okay well nothing it's more civilized and so did i think about well, is it the lineup that weekend was it no one really because the weather was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it's kind of on the warm side, but you know, well, it's, that's it's yeah, New yeah, Orleans, yeah, yeah, yeah that, whatever. So April. I was just like, this is really weird to me. But you know, this you know, the second weekend is Thursday, is the locals Thursday, where if you're a local, you show your Louisiana ID, you get in for fifty bucks. Really, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, no, this Thursday, of that. Yeah, this Thursday, huh. if you show, uh, you know, your Louisiana driver's license or ID, you get in for fifty bucks. This is what I heard. About a month ago, so maybe okay. the, I don't know who's playing Thursday. I have no idea. The I'm weather, playing Thursday. Oh, you're playing Thursday. Yeah, this is so funny. I'm so I went on uh, WWOZ radio yesterday uh, on their, you know, which is like the most popular New Orleans centric. Yeah, it's worldwide. Yeah, worldwide. Yeah, yeah, it's a you worldwide. Know, it's, it's funny. I was listening to this podcast with uh, Lawrence Fishburne on it. He was the guest. And, uh, you know, the great actor, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, uh, he's know. got his start on... He was 17-year-olds in Apocalypse Row, yeah. yeah. So, uh, he's got the best line in that movie, too. Which is? Which is... I'm, I'm, we'll get back to you real quickly, yeah, yeah, but yeah. the best line in that movie, for me, is when, you know, he's like a young kid. Right, from, yeah, from yeah, the, yeah. And the boat comes up on the, um, the USO show. Uh-huh, right, you know, yeah, where, all you know, the, the dancing girls, yeah, all the Playboy bunnies are there. And they're setting up, they're doing check one, two, check one, two, and these guys have just gone from a fucking, you know, battle and stuff right, like that, yeah. and they're going towards Kurtz, 
And Lawrence Fishburne says the best line in the movie. He goes, he says, this sure is a bizarre scene for the middle of this shit. <laughs> Which is so true. It's like, you know, trying to make it home, make, make everyone feel at home. Right. They're in the fucking Vietnam jungle. And, yeah, the, yeah. Well, well, yeah. and Bill Graham's out there introducing the bunnies. And, he, and Lawrence goes, this sure is a bizarre scene for the middle of this shit, man. Yeah, man. And he, get, he gets killed like two scenes later. Right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah he's, he's great in that movie. But uh, so he's being interviewed, and they're like, "Yeah, so what do you like to do?" You know, and he goes, I'll, "I'm really a music fan. I really love music." And they're like, oh, "What kind of music do you like?" He goes, oh, "Well, I love the Beatles. I'm a Beatles freak." And he goes, "And you know, like WWOZ. I love W. You know, I was oh, like, well, oh. the two things: the Beatles and WWOZ. Yeah, That's good pretty for cool. Lawrence. Yeah. Um, so." Uh, so we went on, uh, me and the guy, the other guy, one of the guys from the Iguanas, Joe Cabral, went on and uh, played, it was the world premiere of the new Iguanas single. Right, yeah, I saw that. Haystack. Right. Parenthesis, burn it down. Right, so is that from a new album, or is that uh, just... No, a... it's where you're just, you know, doing, doing single by single at this point, you know, I guess kind of uh, scouting for what our next potential, uh, you know album length recording how we would do that where we do it you know it seems mm-hmm. like we, we go through phases of you know you, it, things present themselves you know and okay. one of the ways they present themselves is you you know you generate some activity and so you know this you make something and you send it to people and they go oh that's cool so we uh anyway so we went on the radio that's the point that's the okay. point of the story we went, we went on, on OZ, WWOZ. Yeah. Okay. and and along with doing that we also plugged this podcast Excellent. Talked about the podcast. Uh, it was it was a great appearance, man. We got done. And I just looked at Joe and I was like, God, that couldn't have gone any better. You know, it was like right. the guy that we did it with. This guy Andrew was really cool, very knowledgeable. Um, He's you know, got a pretty good show, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He plays good music. When I said Manny Chevrolet, he goes, Oh, Manny Chevrolet, yeah, okay. man. He was all excited. He was like, Oh, that sounds like fun. And I was like, Yeah, man, check it out. Oh, but, okay, yeah, all right. Oh, I remember these guys. Is there a fight going on? Yeah, no, I remember these guys from before. They they scream so loud they start to bleed into our mics. They're lovers. I'm gonna have to go punch that other guy. I did it before. He's a Jimmy Buffett fan. What's that? He's a Jimmy Buffett fan. Apparently, I can tell. Yeah, Yeah, no, he acts like it. Yeah, he's (laughs) because when I was getting when I was getting the first round, he kept going. Jimmy Buffett is the greatest musician ever to play jazz fest. Are you kidding me? That's what he was saying. That's what he was saying. Oh wow! I thought you were just saying that based on his shirt. No, 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 uh, no. no. I was getting a drink from our friendly bartender. And, well, the, the, and he was saying the, that the chair scraping is starting off early tonight. Yeah, she might. She probably has a date or something. Yolanda could be, man. You know, well, I could tell with that. She has a, that winning personality. <laughs> well, she's got something. She's got something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Somebody must like it. I don't know. Um, so go back. So you were on the OZ. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think so of how prompt, that even. You, pro, you prompted the show and publicized. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, oh, good, good, good. Uh, boy, good. that sure is loud. Uh, yeah. Oh no! Okay, I, now I remember. So I'm I'm walking out of the studio and with with Joe, and my phone rings, and I pick up my phone, and it says Mooney, Mooney, Mooney. Okay, John Mooney. Oh, okay. So I look at it, and like I play with John Mooney. I've played with John Mooney for like twenty something years, on and off. Yeah. In fact, I have replaced. I was trying to count today whether it's three or four dead bass players in his band. Oh my god! For sure, if it's three, it's one guy. I, I have to count two times. So, like, because that guy almost died and then he got better. And then he, he died, almost died. Yeah. And I replaced him. Then he got better and he came back. And then he ultimately did succumb to his injuries over long so, term. And okay, I replaced go ahead. him uh-huh. again. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, but I, it's it's always this kind of on and on again, off again thing, and, and like I, I've told this story even when it was just where I'd replace two dead bass players, I would right. tell the story, and people go, "Oh, you got You better watch out. You better be careful." Yeah, and I was say, just about no, to it's say, not me. No, it's not. It's you. whoever takes my place permanently. <laughs> Yeah, so your your job is to warn the the guy who's taking place. Yeah, I mean, I'm I think I'm I'm just here's the thing. Uh John Mooney is a real blues man. Right. And he has a hellhound on his trail. Okay. Clearly. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think I saw him once. So I, I, I he's he plays this really unusual style of uh slide guitar. It's based on the Sunhouse style. 
which is a Mississippi style. Okay. Um, it's like kind of field holler, a lot of like one chord or, or two chord things. Mm-hmm. It's like blues, but doesn't even go to the five a lot of times or has these really elongated um, harmonic movements, you know, one for six bars and then, you mm-hmm. know, three bars of four and just, just very kind of idiosyncratic. And it's almost kind of like a ragtime thing where he's not ever playing like a full four notes or five notes of a chord. He's like plays a bass note and don't. Okay. It's it's really wild. And he's from here? He's from, uh, I think, Rochester, New York or Syracuse. Oh, really? Rochester. Okay. So Sun House was. Sunhouse is was went back so far. Robert Johnson was influenced by Sunhouse. Sunhouse was a man when Robert Johnson was a teenager, coming up in in the Delta, and <laughs> and uh, you know. But then after that part of his career, he retired and he moved up north and, oh, okay. and worked there for a long time. And then actually had a big career resurgence in the '60s when they had the blues resurgence. Okay. And there's a lot of great black and white footage on YouTube of Sunhouse playing as a man in his 70s or something. So that's kind of when John knew him. And John okay. lived up there, and John studied with him. And John was kind of like, you know... he. Sunhouse but he was, lives was, here now? So John has lived in New Orleans for maybe 30-something okay. years, you know, right. as a young... As a, like I think 20- my brother spoke of him a lot, yeah. Yeah, he's wild, man. Um, and, you know, has like an amazing band. So anyway, so the phone's ringing. I was like, Mooney, I'm like... Hello, John. What's going on? He's like, oh, not too much. How you been? Um, yeah, say, what are you doing on Thursday? And I was like, mm, Thursday night I'm playing a gig. And he goes, no, Thursday during the day. Uh. And I said, um, I'm available. So what's going on? He goes, Jazz Fest, man. I was like, okay, sure, John. That sounds like fun. Sure. I mean, I haven't played with him in two and a half years. You know? Right. It's but like you, yeah, it's going to be. Days a, yeah. the, well, so then, then he goes, oh, that'll be great. He goes, well, say, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, uh, tomorrow when? He goes, during the daytime. I said, I'm free. He goes, uh, why don't you come play with me tomorrow? And where did you guys play? So we played at this place, the Ironworks. It's on Piety Street, like right. uh, half a block from the river. So it's in the Ninth Ward, in the Bywater, half a block from the river. Yeah, um, it's a really cool space. They have like this, this uh, kind of cooperative record production or you know these people that put out records threadhead and they have a couple of annual parties i guess and this oh, is well, one of cool. them crawfish boil and john was john played it and so he has me he has uh alfred uganda roberts who was professor Longhair's conga player for, oh. um, just you know tons of records and still plays exactly like this so, so cool so how, how old is mooney mooney's uh he's in his 60s you oh, know? okay all right, cool. Um, and you're playing Thursday with him. So, yeah, I played today with him, and I'm playing Thursday with him. And, uh, yeah, and then I'm playing Sunday with the Iguanas. But, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a, a, full, a, a full dance card so far. It's still filling up. Well, I'm, you know, it's only, it's only Tuesday. I'm curious about what this weekend's going to be like because we're like, uh, you know, because I'm in the heart of it. I'm just thinking... Well, you know, I still got to block off my parking and all that and stuff, and we'll see what goes on. I don't know. Usually on the second weekend, Thursday and Friday night, we're, we, we go to uh, my mother-in-law's house out in River Ridge and just yeah. have martinis. Yeah, we just stay clear of everything. Martini blackout. Martinis and, you know, takeout or, uh-huh. you know. Our martinis and dinner at ten thirty at night. Oh wow! Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot good. of martinis. Yeah, so you know, we get there around five. <laughs> yeah, and dinner's ready around ten thirty. You know, and my daughter, who's only thirteen, is like going, "Should I drive?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I just give her the keys. I drive said, to the yeah. liquor store and get more booze. Yeah, drive. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know what tonight is? Uh, May, it's May 1st here in New Orleans. Right. May Day. Yeah, it's May Day around the world. And you know yes. what I did? What? I got to work, and before I punched in, I saw my boss, and I punched him in the gut. This <laughs> <laughs> is for May Day, motherfucker. That's right. Workers of the yeah. world unite. You know, good to see you again. Good morning. No, but it's uh, it's Give Nola Day today. Sure, do you know about sure. that? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. I got many, many solicitous yeah. uh, you know, emails. And, and it's like, you know what? Fuck that. <laughs> what, charity? Yeah, fuck that. That's your position. Yeah, fuck, fuck charity. Okay. Well, no, it's like this city it's this city with their taxes, their property taxes. Yeah, but these are every- all people that don't benefit from tax 
nonprofits. These are all nonprofits. That yeah. Are, are well, you not, know what? You know, the best charity is me, if you ask you're me. You're saying charity begins at home. Exactly. That's, that's your point. Uh-huh. I don't need that shit in my life, man. So fuck <laughs> NOLA. Fuck God. give NOLA day, man. I, I just don't dig it. I don't want it. I get emails constantly. You know, I don't know. You know what? Because I'm a mayoral candidate, you know. Right, right. And they all, oh, they, they the, think you have deep pockets. Yeah, they yeah, think yeah. I have deep pockets. But this Little is what they know. <laughs> yeah, this is something I want to talk about. I have a letter. I have a this letter. letter. Really? Yeah. Okay. Going to have the, you know, the, a lot of people say, you know, Manny will do anything. He'll he'll uh, <laughs> he'll, he'll show up for the opening of a letter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And he has the Louisiana Secretary of State Tom Shedler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know about him? Uh, well, okay, yeah, about a month about or so it. ago, he was accused by his secretary or someone who worked for him uh-huh. of some, sexual wrongdoing and stuff. Harassment. Yeah, harassment. And, of course, the whole Me Too thing went down on him. Crab ass. Well, they didn't go down on him, but the Me yeah, Too yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But they, yeah. But... And he denied it. He for the last four or five weeks, he denied, denied it, denied, denied. denied. It's just the old Richard Pryor that's thing. The way to play yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. just that's deny the only it. Way to play it. Yeah, exactly. But today he resigned. Okay. He resigned about all these allegations. He, you know, he resigned. He's like he can't fight it. So, but. Here's a letter he sent to me a few weeks ago. Personal letter, personal note. Well, it's signed by him. That actually looks like an ink. It's letterhead. It's Louisiana letterhead. Yeah, that looks legit. Yeah. Okay. Dear Mr. Manny Chevrolet. Dear Manny, as your Secretary of State, I wanted to thank you for offering to the voters in the recently concluded fall election, offering yourself to the voters. Although the final outcome was not in your favor, (laughs) I appreciate your willingness to serve. I have often said to myself, those of us who present ourselves to the public for service are a rare breed. Yeah, you are a rare <laughs> breed, man. Yeah, you got elected and you are f- trying to fuck everything in sight. The fact is, win or lose, everyone who makes the decision to run for office is a person to whom this state is indebted to. So he said that to me. Now, was this this letter written after he was already in hot water? I, it was. I think no. Well, this this thing came up against him about a year or so ago. Oh, okay, it, so. it was only made public like a month ago. Right. Right. Okay. So then he, he knew said, "This was brewing." Yeah, yeah. He says, "You are a member of a unique group of individuals who have experienced the thrills and disappointments of a campaign, and I wish you every success in your future endeavors." Thank you again for your participation in the process, Tom. Well, you do have that members-only jacket. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I just thought to myself, I got to frame this man because this guy absolutely. Yeah, I got to frame this because <laughs> this guy's going down, man. He resigned, and he's going to pay out billions of dollars. Yeah, to I think he'll probably, uh, you know, sneak away quietly. Well, I think like Cosby. I think he'll die before he sees any kind of sense. Oh, I don't think that guy's that old. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, he looks I, pretty old. Eh, I don't know. I don't, really don't know as much about it as, as you but do. But you know, Cosby very uh, old. is going to jail. He's probably going to go. Yeah, he might die before we'll he goes to yeah, jail. I think that they can drag that out, that they can... Oh, he's got know, enough money to drag it out until he well, dies. Well, here's the thing. All they got to do is say... Let him remain on bail for the appeals process, and then he's he's that's it, that's all. As well, soon as the judge says, "Yeah, you can do that," then he's never going to fit. I set know, foot in jail. but here's the thing: when he goes to jail, it worked for John Lennon. <laughs> if he goes to jail, he's going to be wearing an orange sweater, <laughs> and his nickname will be Putin. Putin. <laughs> and he goes and meets his cellmate. His name is going to be like Leroy, his cellmate. And Leroy is going to say, Mr. Cosby, I love you so much. I think you're great. But we got a game here in prison called role playing. Oh, yeah, you can all... be the husband or you can be the wife. And Mr. Cosby is going to be really smart. He's going to go, well, I'll play the husband. And Leroy is going to say, well, all right, husband. Come over here and suck your wife's big black dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old ones are the best ones. That's what I always like to say. You can see that one coming a mile away. Yeah. Sometimes it's like just seeing the It's all about timing. Enough, that's timing. That's right. Yeah, that's right. it's all about timing. Oh, you know, speaking of timing, uh, I had what I would call a failed attempt 
to do a, a spontaneous podcast at Jeff Treffinger's house the other night. Oh, yeah. How is Jeff? Jeff is good, man. Jeff is good. Uh, so, you know, he lives really, like, within a, a couple blocks of the exit of the... Right, yeah, the Gentilly Gate, so, yeah. So, you know, he, he's in the habit of kind of hosting friends and family there. A lot of porch there, parties you know? and stuff so, like yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, porch parties. So yeah. I, I dropped by both days. I played, and he was, you know, super hospitable. Jeff and I are very close, like you and I are, and like are you and Jeff, even. Um, I really don't care for him that much. Yeah, yeah. Well, just, <laughs> anyway. just don't turn your back on him. Um, I mean, we're close. When I say we're close, I mean, I, I just always make sure I can maintain Well, you've known him forever, haven't you? You've well, known him for, yeah. You've known, you know, you know, you, you, right. both of us. Anyway, we don't need to, to split hairs here. Uh, so, dropped by there, and the second night, I thought, oh, well, I'll bring my podcast stuff in the bag, and if we drop by there, I'll see if we can, like, See how this goes, you know. This uh-huh. is all a big experiment, you know? right? All of all, of everyone we've done has been like, well, let's start somewhere and see what turns out, right? And then we listen to it, and we go, oh, okay, we'll change that, and so it's really f- super fun. These these dinner parties, you know, they always have all this food and booze and. Um, yeah, it's a party. I've been there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what a party's like. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's a bunch of people at the table, and I like say, okay, Jeff, let's do a, a podcast, and I start pulling the stuff out and and uh, giving him a mic and. Well, it turns out that like this is more fun for me than it is for, or it was in this case, more fun for me than it was for certainly the other people at the table. And then ultimately Jeff was like, mm, I'll be right back. I got to go to the bathroom. He never came back? No, he did. No, actually what came back is my wife. She came back and she goes, um, they want to play music now, so they need Jeff to play guitar, so they want you to stop this. I'm like, oh, okay, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> So I, I turned, yeah. I shut it off. It was fine. It was fine. It was you know an experiment. Just well, they do. Going. I know he likes to sit in front of the people and play guitar. Well, I'll tell you what, man. So then the Redmond family, that which he, he married into, you know, it's all it's the huge sisters there. Family, yeah. the, like the sisters and his daughters yeah. are there, yeah. and he's playing guitar, and one of the boyfriends is playing guitar. Yeah, it, they're just going through the Redmond songbook, which is yeah. all this great like seventies music and. 60s music and they all sing together and I know. it's the sweetest thing ever it's like god I want to start crying man it's just yeah. so so precious yeah I've been there before like uh, when they're singing old Joan Arbitrating songs together or, and know, stuff like or, that uh, Carol King uh, yeah, or you and, know whatever uh, that's when I look at my watch oh no and I, I don't and I don't have a watch I was <laughs> really touched no I, in fact in fact I wound up playing guitar no it's <laughs> with them no, well yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're like yeah Renee your podcast uh, save it for Tuesday nights yeah <laughs> basically what they were telling you grab that guitar yeah, you come into my house Actually, I showed him the uh, the Lou Reed uh, major chord. Right. Uh, anyway, we won't get into oh, yeah. get into the weeds. Oh, I here. saw a good documentary about Lou Reed. You know, there's this there's this channel on Sling TV. Do you get Sling TV? No, no. You were telling me about it. Yeah. I might have to go that route. That yeah, route. it's a lot cheaper than the local yeah, cable. Yeah, I hate spending too much money. Yeah, and there's this it. channel called Access A X I S, and it's all about rock and roll. Oh, okay. They just show rock and roll documentaries, oh, and they cool. just show like rock and roll award shows, which I don't really care for. Yeah, performances. Yeah, concerts, performances. Yeah. Like you know, Brian Wilson does you know Attica, yeah. that kind of stuff. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's my uh, favorite, second yeah. favorite record. Yeah. Um, you know, they they do it, but it's a really good channel. It really is. You should check it out, Nation. And this is also a joke I heard. Um, this is kind of... I just thought it was funny. I just thought it was funny. A rabbi and priest are running out of a school that's on fire. It's burning down. Right. The priest says to the rabbi, what about the kids? And the rabbi says, fuck them. And the priest says, do we have that much time? <laughs> Oh, God. This has really become a, a recurring theme of the show. I'm, I hope I'm not responsible for this. It's, it wasn't my intention. It was really, you know, the first time yeah. it came up, it was just really kind of, you know, in the zeitgeist, and that it seems like we've hit a chord. Well, yeah, you know, it's something that we we, we have strong we, feelings we, we about. We both have experience with yeah, it. Yeah, you, know? you know, we have strong yeah. feelings, and, you know, I... I 
you know, I, I just try to come up with things and I rip off people and some of it's original. And I think, I think a lot of people, a lot of people are liking our show. Yeah, you were getting some feedback? Yeah. You know, look, g- people, um, we're on, on Apple iTunes, whatever they call it. So go find us there. Um, you know, you don't have to say anything good about us. Just give us a five-star review. <laughs> yeah. that's, what, that's what's important. Yeah. Just give us that five-star review because that's yeah. how we're going to show up and hurt other people's feelings. So if you want that to happen, right? I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the tr- working. The, tr- the <laughs> so, troubled nation. So troubled yeah. nation, please try to get the word out there by, uh, you know, texting us to friends that you think we might hurt their feelings and asking them to give us five-star reviews. Okay, before we go get another drink, I wanted to talk about something. I don't know if I talked about this before. Remember, I, I remember a few months ago you talked about the tone of texting. Yes. I don't know. Tell me if I'm talking about something that we already talked about. Now we can touch on it again, even yeah. if we are. Um, there's a tone of texting where you don't understand. If someone says something and you don't understand, it, the tone is something. If they're being sarcastic. Yeah, or yeah, not, yeah, 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 yeah. Or, yeah. or, or, or yeah. harsh. Right. Or but just there's also of fact. there's also those people who text who like have to have the last word. Oh, really? <laughs> well, there are people like that in life in general. Well, yeah, they have to have the last word. And, and, and in phone calls, you know, back in the day, people would say, you know, yeah, okay, I'll see you there. All right, all right, fuck you. No, 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 fuck. You know, they're always the last word. <laughs> right. But I find now people in texting, and my wife and I have friends who all they do is text. Yeah. You know, the, uh, picking up a phone and talking to someone is obsolete now in many ways. But I find that a lot of people have to have that last word in texting. And it's not even about, like, phone calls, you know, where I just put an example. It was like, all right, well, see you later. Oh, fuck, you know, fuck you. No, 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 fuck you. You know, but it's like, okay, I'll see you at the... Not I'll, many of my phone calls end like that, but well, I, get, I, get to, I get the point. These I'm, are with close friends. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is basically with family, really. Okay. <laughs> mom. <laughs> that's how, that's yeah. how every, every conversation yeah. with mom ends. Yeah. <laughs> Bite me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I find there's people who like, okay, you know, like with my daughter and her friends and their parents, you know, we're always doing these like... Group texts. Group, group you know, well, not the group text, but like, okay... Um, my daughter wants to take your daughter to a movie, blah, 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 blah. Okay, thank you. Uh, I could drop her off at three. Okay, three is good because the movie starts at four. All right, we'll be there. Oh, God. And this would be so much simpler if you're just on the fucking phone. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Exactly. Oh, it makes my blood boil just hearing yeah, you recount yeah, yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, okay, three o'clock's good. And they have to say, we'll be there. It's like... I just said three o'clock's good after you said I'll be there. <laughs> I know, know you'll be there. Yeah, I know you're going to be, be there. there. You just told me. Stop <laughs> fucking, you know, getting the last word in. It's about getting the last word in in many ways. That's so funny. But it, 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 it's so frustrating because, and my wife has to deal with a lot more of the sure, social sure. school uh, For function. obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. She's because, trying to keep yeah, you at arm's yeah, length. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because I'm the one who says good. Manny's yeah. going to serve as a cautionary tale. Yeah, yeah. I'm the one who says good. All right. right. Yeah. But all yeah, right, so. Uh, all right. We're going to go get another cocktail nation. And when we come back, I have a surprise for you. Ooh. So you were saying you have a surprise. Well, you know, we're like, we're apparently legit now because we're like on the iTunes and we have a web page and we're on Instagram sure, sure. and all that. You want to describe, we have a Twitter account, yeah, Trouble Men po- t- at yes. Trouble Men Podcast, yeah. tweet us, um, you know, subscribe, whatever they say, uh, like us, follow us, that's what they say. Yeah, follow, follow us. Follow us on Twitter, don't follow me home. Um, our, uh, on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, we're on all that. Yeah, tell the people what we're doing. Yeah, you know, we, have, we even have a... a, a uh, I mean, you can... People that know what they're doing can message us through either one of those uh, those platforms, as they say. But we also have Podcast at gmail.com. So. Excellent. And I'm on uh, Manny Chevrolet uh, Facebook fan page. So people... I know some of my friends have already been talking to me through that. Uh, saying that they love the show, but they hate us. Uh, <laughs> but so now that we're like kind of legit, I just want to tell the nation that our show, we have our first sponsor. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Our show is sponsored by Loose Change. Okay. 
Because nothing feels better to a man or even a woman than loose change in your pocket. Loose chains, nickels, dimes, more the better. Loose change, it does part of your body good. (laughs) I love loose change. Jingle, jangle, jingle, you know? Okay. It's like Patty Smith, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's fantastic. What are you, Bukowski? Yeah, well, I just, you know, I had a woodshop teacher in eighth grade who okay. we called. Okay, this is, now you're finally, we're going to no, get to no, the bottom no, of no. all this. Who, <laughs> every, every, who, every bad story starts with I had a woodshop teacher in eighth grade. Who we called, his name was uh, Pateski, Mr. Pateski. Okay. And we called him Pocket Pool Pateski because he always had loose change in his pocket. And while he was giving us instruction, he was rattling that loose change. He was rattling that loose change in his pocket. So our show is sponsored by Loose Change, everybody. That's our first sponsor. All right. I'm sorry. I, I just, love it. That's I couldn't. Hilarious. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't it's help good. myself. That's no, good. <laughs> 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 yeah, I am cracking myself so up. Funny. All right. What's, what else is going on? Well, so getting back to the actual point of Jazz Fest, which yeah, is the what music. Is the, yeah, the music. So, yeah. so I got to talk about a couple of acts that I saw that were just so fantastic. So I played, uh, <clears throat> I saw a lot of good bands, but one in particular played right before me. Uh, I, I played with uh, Lynn Drury. Great singer songwriter. She's from Yazoo City, Mississippi, which is where the great she's like a jazz the great singer. rock on tour. No, she's like a kind of Americana folk, you know, oh, okay. it's a little bit like Lucinda Williams, that that kind of bag, you know. Did you sleep with her? No, 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 no okay. No, no. I do, I do. But uh, she's great. She's got a great band. Writes great simple songs that are so direct. Anyway, so we were playing there, and the act before us was Helen Jalay. Are you familiar with Helen Jalay? No, I, I you know, you seen the name perhaps? No, I. I know music. You don't get I, out much. I, I don't. I don't I know. know anything I know. about music. I, I don't. <laughs> anyway, she's a, a Belgian cellist who's lived here in New Orleans for a number of years, um, and she performs with in a, a number of different groups. But one way she performs, as she was the other day, as a solo act, uh-huh. and she has. Um, you know, like a pickup on her her cello and different microphones running through different effects, and she can loop all this stuff, and she can make these oh. constructions. Of, was this at the Lanyap stage? It was at the Lanyap yeah, stage. It's, yeah, that's the best place. In, it's so fun. It sounds so good. You're yeah. in the shade. You have real bathroom. I could stay there all day down, if I wanted you know, to, yeah. And they have the oyster bar right there. And they there. have a real bar, too. Yeah, they have a real bar. And it's a, it's a hidden gem in New Orleans. People talk about where to get the best oysters in New Orleans. The fucking paddock at really? fairgrounds really? is the fucking best oysters. Well, I'm it's, sure they're fresh. I'm sure they go through a lot of them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, you after, know what I, after the jockey whips the horn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? As far as food at Jazz Fest, you know, Alex McMurray was asked, a good friend of ours, the great yeah. singer-songwriter. Yeah, uh, Alex, yeah. Provocateur. Yeah. Uh, was asked by some publication, what's your favorite food at Jazz Fest? And he said, those triangle sandwiches backstage, those are the best. <laughs> 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 those things are great. <laughs> yeah, Rouse is number two. You can't yeah, beat yeah, those, yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah. I look forward to them every year. <laughs> anyway, so... Go ahead. So we're, I'm sorry. Uh, we're... Uh, So (laughs) I'm watching. So I'm watching. So Helen Jalay is playing, and you know she's sitting down. She's quite elegant presence, uh, kind of a European air to her, you know. Um, But also kind of like a Bjork, or oh um, yeah, or uh, who else was was she reminding me of? Susie and the Banshees. No, I wasn't going to say that. But but uh, Uh, Enya. I wasn't going to say that either, but, you know, a, a great instrumentalist, great singer, has a very um, musical, uh, very instrumental use of her voice, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, but her, she'll do these, these, con- these uh, constructions using these loops that are, are so orchestral and sound, you know, they're complicated. But what's so, one thing that's so cool about it is as she's doing them, you know, she's got a bunch of them that have already worked out, and she's laying down another one. She's playing a new part, and she's like, 
inputting the information she's playing if, if it comes out like she doesn't like it she just clears it and she just does it again you know she's oh. so in the moment and free it's like she can't screw herself up because she's just so has such great command of of the whole thing and she's con- she's controlling it all it's just her i heard there was this, on friday there was this insane ukulele player from hawaii huh did you see i didn't him? i wasn't there that day but oh you weren't man, there friday I, i've been to hawaii a number of times and they have some amazing uh string players there apparently there's um my supervisor who always goes to the first friday of jazz fest he he said there's no one really there I want to see, but I'm curious about this ukulele player from yeah. Hawaii who he YouTubed and saw that he was the Jimmy Page of like ukulele players. Okay. And he went and saw him. I think he played at like two in the afternoon in one right. of the stages. Or whatever. And he was fucking blown away by this guy. I don't know who he was. If you're out there, give us a call or a text or whatever. I don't know. But he's from Hawaii, and he was like the Jimmy Page of ukulele. I'm sure player. I could find out because I have a lot of Hawaiian connections. You know that? Well, yeah. That's I, have, uh, yeah. I have Hawaiian first cousins, and then I also have a, uh, a, an ongoing association with... And uh, you have the Maui-Waui connection. The premier, <laughs> the <laughs> you have the Maui-Waui connection, right? Psychic connection. Yeah, yeah. The, yes. Uh, and you the, have the Don Ho pimp connection, Don right? Ho connection. That's right. <laughs> what a great name Ho for pimp. a pimp. Don, <laughs> Don Ho. Don Ho uh, <laughs> pimps up, Don Ho's down. Is that it? I... <laughs> anyway, so uh, back to Helen Jolay. So okay, yeah. So I'm watching this, and the guitar player from Lynn's band, who's the sweetest kid in the world, and great guitar player, he plays with like Maria Muldaur, plays with Mark Broussard, a million other people. All these jazz gigs, he can play anything. He comes and sits down. Like we both brought our own folding chairs to sit on the side of the stage, and, and he sits oh, down next to me, idea. and we're just yeah. watching her and. After a couple of minutes, I said something about, you know, that I just repeated, that I just said to you about, you know, uh, her, her, how adept she is at this. And, and he's like, yeah, yeah. And then a couple of minutes later, he turns around and he goes, man, you know, it's things like this. I just feel so lucky. I just have to remind myself how lucky we are that we get to do this. Like, yeah. we, we get to go around and play music for a living and, like, watch other great musicians and... And I thought that is the sweetest thing, just like, you know, yeah. such an innocent and pure. So know. let me ask you something. What, you know, uh, it's a big, huge festival. It's two weeks and, you know, seven days. Um, Ten days, yeah. Who's counting? Yeah. Well, no, it's three, oh, seven actual days of, of, of jazz. Of over 10 days. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. You're right. We're both right. Yeah. Sometimes we're both right, man. Yeah. But. Uh, do they play union wages? I mean, what what is the wages Man, on like? You know, the, the, does it depend on like what stage you're playing? They 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 pay more than union scale for sure. Uh-huh. Um, union the union in New Orleans, unfortunately, the union unions in the United States have had such a incredible decline over the past thirty years, and here you know no less than anywhere else. This is a right to work state, right? Um, you know, the union was broken probably, you know, when, when we all know, and it, well, anyone that remembers the air traffic controller strike of the Reagan years, <laughs> very, yeah. very timely <laughs> reference, that, that was when uh, organized labor got broken. It was when that, when that strike was broken, it all broke. And so, you know, we're living with the consequences of that. Now, people always uh, used to complain about the corruption in unions. And, you know, sure, yeah, they're an institution, yeah. they're susceptible to corruption. The solution is not to get rid of unions. It's to maybe clean them up, get rid of the corruption. But instead, the, the, uh, the, city, the Chamber of Commerce crowd, you know, the, the, uh, the, the mad dog capitalists, Right. Use that as an excuse to, uh, uh, as a ruse to uh, convince the people that were, you know, the less informed voters that we should get rid of, uh, get rid of unions. That's the way to solve corruption. Well, you know, we had, without unions, we had child labor. We had uh, seven-day work week. All right. But my, so, so basically. But I, don't, I don't really have many feelings on this subject. Uh, okay. Know. So you get paid well, basically. <laughs> I mean, at yeah. Jazz Fest. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, you they, get paid pretty well they, because, they, they, yeah, they, yeah, they pay you well. Okay. Because I'm thinking to myself, do they pay you cash? Because, well, it depends on what leader you work for. Like if you're in a band band where you split everything equally, yeah. then, you know, 
it's it's fine. right. But I mean, if you're like the first timer there and stuff like that, yeah, on it's the not going to be as good. Yeah, no, on the lanyap stage, you yeah, know, where you get like as... forty five minutes. Yeah, it's know. not. It's going to be more than you make at a club. Right. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All, right, all right. That's what I'm saying. That's that. That's yeah. My no, own. it's definitely worth your while, and you know, it's the kind of thing you you want to be there. It's uh, it's a prestige gig, and of course, you can always you. sell your merch. There too, you know. I tell they don't you let that, you do that. No, no, absolutely, you can. But but the the days of merch are you're, you're making yourself sound old because merch is. Uh, I mean, you know, if you have a cool T-shirt or something, I tell you what, sell, selling CDs is a tough proposition these days. People are just not not. Uh, they're not. A, they're no, out of what, the habit. Oh, because like three months ago when I saw John Doe at John Doe at Chickawawa, he was like. Selling his merch, he was selling his CDs. Well, yeah. So you saw John Doe, and he sold probably he he hand moved twenty five pieces. Well, that paid for the gas, I guess. Well, okay, yeah. if that's the terms we're talking about, yeah. Then you know, one of the greatest uh, living, you know, uh, punk rock singers, folk. He's a bass Americana. player too. He's a great bass player too. I love John John Doe's uh, bass playing. He's a handsome guy too, man. My wife's had a crush on him for years. Um, Your wife's had a crush on me for years. She has. Yeah. <laughs> she's a friendly girl, you know. She's a sweet girl. She's so sweet. Yeah, she's Sweetest sweet. Thing ever. Yeah. Anyway, um. so uh, so yeah, so so Chris Atkins is going. God, we're so lucky, man. So then, uh, then Lynn, we played Lynn's gig, and it was a triumphant gig. She was so thrilled. The band sounded so good. It was you know all smiles and yeah. and, and then you're gonna like this. Come on, Manny, stick with me. Okay. The story. All right. Uh, Ton and I go over and see David Byrne. Oh, yeah, I heard about David Byrne. And it was fantastic. Really? It was so good. The sound, uh, I guess it was on the Acura stage or something. I can never keep it. No, he was on the Gentilly stage, stage, which is a horrible stage. Uh, Now, I've heard that stage sound so bad for any number of acts. The sound was perfect. It sounded so good. He was so good. The band was like something you've never seen before. Yeah, I heard it was like a lot of drummers and stuff. Well, so like they had, that. so yeah. they're all in in gray, right. two or three button suits. Right. A lot of them, including David Byrne, with no shoes on, barefoot, uh, gray suit. Um, everybody's wireless. Uh-huh. Everybody's got. Well, there's like six people singing, all great singers. Uh, six drummers there who have like parade style drum sets on their bodies, like uh-huh. they can mar- like marching band parade drums. Okay. Uh, bass player. Uh, so is he promoting something new, a new album or something? I don't something? know, man. I really, I, I wish I could say I knew, but but you know, he didn't play anything older than 1982, but it was all great. Wow. So you know, know, okay. Yeah, like, so we're talking. Yeah, like you know, uh, he he played uh, once in a lifetime. He played burning down the house and everything else newer than that. Okay, so. But we were tearing up, man. Really, you know, Ton and I were. Yeah, we were getting a little misty. And then look, I'm walking back to uh, to to get our equipment after the gig, and of course, and it winds up I'm walking with Helen Gillet and and her engineer, uh-huh. and they had just seen the show, and I was talking to the engineer who I'm friends with, I was like, man, yeah, I was getting a little misty, he goes, he goes, I, he goes me too, man, I think we all were, it was, he was so good, man, it was just so fantastic. Well, I saw Talking Heads at Hollywood Palladium, like, I think it was like 1979, and, uh, but I thought, you know, to me, I mean, uh, my one of my good friends and idols, Joe Strummer, hated David Byrne. He hated him with a passion. Uh, you know, he called him an insect. They're different kind of people, for um, sure. You know, those guys are definitely yeah. coming from different places. But I love Tom Tom Club. I thought Tom oh, okay. Tom Club. Was, I remember when that was going. Yeah, on. I thought Tom Tom because I was living in New York at the time. Yeah, and I thought they were great. No, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah David Byrne. Uh, yeah, he was kind of good. Uh, talking heads were kind of good. Uh, talking heads were, were cool. Uh, you know, I had a good story of, for somebody at, at, right before they started. Is uh, I saw this movie, Danny Says, about Danny Fields. Did you see that movie? Uh-uh. Oh, you would love this. So it's on Netflix. Danny Fields was, uh, he was like a New York, um, he started off when the, the first time. Is that the Scorsese documentary? 
It may be. Where so he, was, he, he was, was in Taxi Driver. Was he in the movie? No, no, oh, okay. No. That Let was... me tell my story, Jesus Okay, Christ. I'm <laughs> Sorry. quite capable. Um, so Danny Fields, when when uh, the Doors were first making their their East Coast debut, uh-huh. Danny Fields was like a teenager. I think he was dropping out. Oh, he he went to Harvard at like 15 or something. He was a super genius and finished and and went somewhere else for Matt, for uh, uh, graduate school and went, oh, fuck this. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm in a, to rock and roll. And so right. the Doors were, he heard that the Doors were coming to the East Coast and he called up Epic Records, I think it was, and he said, hey, do the Doors have an East Coast promotion person? And they, and they said no. And he said, well, I'm going to be it. Excellent. So he just like bought his way. He talked his way into rock and roll and he wound up being Iggy's manager and he was all these other people's manager. Oh, that and sounds like that Netflix documentary I saw about who the fuck is this? It's about that gay guy from Brooklyn who was at CBGB's and in, in Kansas City, you know, Kansas. Well, I think we're talking... Oh, is this I the think same that's one? Danny Fields. That's, that, oh, okay. I mean, that fits the, the bill of, of him. I don't yeah, know. I haven't but, seen what thing you're talking about, but this is all like... Tons of interviews with him, and it's so it's right. called Danny says. No. Um, okay. So uh, now, why did I start to tell the story about <laughs> Danny Field? Because of the B fifty twos or talking oh, oh, no, heads. No, the talking heads. Yeah. No. So, so Danny feels in in the documentary in in the, the the movie Danny says he tells a story where he was working. He was the Ramones manager, and uh, the talking heads approached him. And said, well, could we open for the Ramones at CBGB's for the show they're going to do? And so Danny Fields asks Johnny, he goes, the, the talking heads want to want to open up. Is that okay? And he goes, yeah, those guys are terrible, man. Sure, tell them, tell them yeah, they, they got the gig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the crowd's going to fucking yeah, throw. Yeah, he's like, he goes, those guys are terrible. Yeah, yeah, sure, they can open for us. <laughs> no, Nation, don't get this wrong. I, we I mean, love the talking I heads. love the no, talking is, heads. This yeah, is yeah, Johnny yeah, yeah. Ramone talking yeah, like in yeah, 1976 sure. Six or something. Or something. You know? Yeah, wasn't 77. By 77, they were great. We yeah, all yeah, had that yeah, record. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. I have that record. Yeah. Sitting out on my coffee table right now. Yeah. I have vinyl still, too. Yeah, we do. I have lots of vinyl. All right. Well, listen, um, there's something I wanted to talk about. Um, I, I'm looking at my notes right here. And I'm, getting, I'm fucked up right now, Nation. I'm fucked up. Oh, I want to do a Hollywood story before good, we close good, out. Um, um, this is a story I wanted to talk about since episode, our podcast one, I'd never been able to talk about. It's about my uh, Hollywood friend, uh, Flea, from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't know if I told you this story. Who? Yeah, no, no, we got Yeah, Flea, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we, I've known this guy. you told some, but, but tell yeah, this one. I, did, I, did, I don't know if I told this one. I've known him since I was like 20 years old or something like that. He's a good guy. Loved him. And um, last year he was here for Jazz Fest, and I tried to see him, and... It was like trying to kiss the Pope's ring. You know, I couldn't, you know, it's like they were in and out. But anyway, a lot of people love Flea. I love Flea. He's a great guy, but he's also a competitor. Yeah, you have mentioned that on the podcast. Did before. I? All right, then I don't need to talk about this. I don't know. Maybe you didn't explain yourself. I think I you didn't. Know. No, go ahead. Oh, okay, go ahead. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We can always edit this out, yeah. You know, it's funny. when I, I know when, when people are going to go, God, I can't believe you guys said that on the podcast. And my <laughs> response is going to be, well, you can't believe what I took out. Yeah. <laughs> if that was too much for you, you wouldn't believe what I took right. out. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, but anyway, uh, my good friend, we used to play lots of basketball together. Oh, really? Tons of basketball as young oh. guys. In our late Both of you guys are not, not, not really what I'd think of as basketball types. but Well, because we also did a lot of drugs. Sure. Okay. Um, like anyway. Basketball diaries. Yeah. Like That's what you're talking about. Well, yeah. Okay. Those are people who died, died. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Love that guy. Jim Carroll, folks. Yeah. Jim Carroll. Look him up, kids. Um, anyway, this is a great story. I, I don't know if I said this before. You can delete it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, we're playing at Poinsettia Park in Hollywood. We played there every day, like, for summers and summers and summers, four-on-fours, two-on-twos, one-on-ones. Wow. And I used to be a good jump. I had a good jump shot. For a little guy, I had a good jump shot. Can you handle the ball? Can you dribble? I was my right, but I wasn't, wasn't good going left. I, I, can't, could not go, I, I can't I can't go left. I can't, I can't go left. 
I uh, go both ways. No, I, I, <laughs> I not very well in yeah. either direction. <laughs> and, yeah, well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm like one of those uh, wind-up toys that just keeps going the same direction. <laughs> you know, I just keep going the same direction. Anyway, um, I'm, uh, it's four and four full court. And it's me, my team, which is with Chad, the drummer of the Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Chad badass. Smith. I like him. He's a fucking badass. And yeah, a couple a other drummer. local Hollywood scenesters. And Flea with his, his crew. And we're doing a full court four and four game. And my jump shot's working, man. It's right working. On. It's like Chad, <laughs> I keep feeding Chad. He keeps feeding me back. Nice. And, he, and I keep throwing it up. And it's you play four and four, you play to eleven, you know, win by two, kind okay. of. Okay. So it's like ten to nine, and my team's winning. You're getting confused in the math, but, but well, it, yeah, if you, you're not a hoopster, yeah, so yeah, 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 you don't know this stuff. Anyway, you got to win by two. So it's ten to nine. My team has the ball, and I'm driving down the court. And instead of going up for a layup, because I know, because I'm a little guy, it's going to be blocked by somebody. Right, right. I take it outside and I shoot this jumper. And it's swish, swish. <laughs> and I'm like, game over. And Flea takes the fucking basketball. He goes, fuck you, Manny. And he kicks it high up in the air. And we're at a park, a public uh-huh. park in, in West Hollywood. <laughs> and there's this, like, Mexican family oh celebrating, no. celebrating a birthday party. You know, they have uh, the piñata and all that. Uh, they get all their food and stuff oh, out, Jesus. and the ball lands on their picnic table, <laughs> and the and the food goes everywhere. Oh, Jesus. The food goes oh, everywhere. Man. I mean, we're talking carnitas, tamales, oh, you know, beer, man. you know, all that kind of stuff. Jesus and we all Christ. look at and and he wasn't a rock star then. He was like still just kind of like you know another runt. Well, no, he was doing, they were doing well on the college circuit, but yeah, they yeah, weren't yeah. MTV yet. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, they, they made some money, but they he, weren't. He wasn't too famous to get stabbed. You know, right, or like, you know, exactly. So we were like, see you, dude, bye. <laughs> and we get it was up. him. Yeah, it was him. It was him, him. Going, yeah, bye. Yeah. yeah, it was him. Yeah, gringo, gringo. <laughs> gringo, see you later, bye. And, you know, he had enough money, he basically paid for their lunch and there stuff you go. like that's that. That's the way to do it, man. That's, that's the move. Just <laughs> yeah. fucking pull those hundreds out and just start passing them around. Yeah, it's like a couple C notes. It's like, uh, you know, I'm you know when you fucked up, man. Yeah, it's okay, I know. I'll yeah. pay the price. That's fine. Yeah. No, that's and, great. Um, I love that. That's a great ending. It's a great ending for him. It speaks well of him. Yeah, well, yeah. He At least he had the money and he it wasn't the like... the money and, you know, he didn't try to like sneak away. It's like, I'm my, you know... Yeah, my, my bad. Yeah, my, I'm sorry. Uh, he was trying to... <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It though, was man. good stuff. Good stuff. So I met a guy today who's Another so one? yeah. I uh-huh. met this guy today who's so stupid. <laughs> he's trying to recycle condoms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, dude. You know, you're not going to get any money for it. You know, I'm sorry. You know. Um, Anyway, uh, Nation, that's all I got right now. Um, you want to talk about anything, Renee? Um, well, you know, there wasn't a thing in the news. I'm not sure if this is, uh, if we're really going to go dark right here at the end, but I uh, haven't had any other news items today. Except well, there was one. The, 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 the guy that sent you the letter. Yeah, but there oh, was oh, also the, there was a monument that got... Uh, did you hear about that? There was a in, monument in, on uh, Jefferson Davis. Oh, no, no. There was one of these... You know how Mitch, our mayor, Mitch Landrieu, got rid of all the Confederate monuments. Right. But he forgot about one. Really? What was that? It's on Jefferson Davis and Canal Street. It's a sheriff, a, a very famous sheriff, huh. sheriff from 100 years ago, who basically supported the Confederacy. Okay. And this morning around 8 o'clock, there was, um, there was a, a mask over it, and they painted blood over the mask. And then they put this... Here, look at my phone. 
They put wow, that. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, man. right on Jefferson Davis and Canal. So, so somebody oh, put, so it's like it's like a it's almost like a plastic bag over the head. Yeah, over the head like with, when you kidnap with like, somebody. With like X eyes in red over yeah, the Yeah, and apparently they took a hammer to the nose because the wow. cops came and t- removed the mask. And it had been defaced. Yeah, it had been defaced. And it says fuck now, this shit in red. Yeah, but pain. my friend who But that's who, a good photograph, man. That's yeah. powerful. No, I didn't take this. My friend took it. And the funniest thing, my friend Doug. that did it? No, he said, did my daughter do this? <laughs> and I said. No, he said, did your daughter yeah, do this? Yeah, did yeah, Manny yeah. Chevrolet's yeah, daughter he did. Manny it. Chevrolet started doing it. And I said, yeah, and she got an A for it. <laughs> good one, Manny. Manny's good with the, with the text humor, man. Well, because it's, uh, yeah. Well, you know, actually, this, this kind of. This kind of pivots onto the thing I was about to say, which is a news report I saw today. I haven't really been keeping up with the news so much because I've I've been so busy. There's so much of it. And it's just going to become old eventually. Within seconds, it's old. uh, So apparently in Iraq, in uh, parts of Iraq where ISIS had taken over for some period of time. Yeah. And... All the people that were the civil servants that like worked at the water treatment plants and were you know worked at, at like the streets departments. Yeah, they stayed on their jobs. Yeah, only that's what happened. So and you know, the ISIS actually came in. I mean, it was it was kind of like a coup. They just changed. It was a change of administration. But they're like, no. In fact. When, when people tried to not go into their jobs, they showed up and said, oh, no, you're going to go into your job or we're going to kill your whole family. Like, well, okay, I guess we'll go into our job. Yeah. So all those, uh, like something ridiculous, like 17,000 civil servants who went into their jobs while, you know, the Islamic State was in effect mm-hmm. are being prosecuted now oh, God. <laughs> for, by the, the, you know, regular Iraqi government who's taken back control of those areas for being like ISIS collaborators. Oh, fuck that. Like, Jesus man. Christ, man. Are you serious? <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, you know, no, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine. That. I don't want to imagine <laughs> oh. that. It's like I go in, I punch in, I punch out. Yeah, can you imagine if, like, you know, at your job that you go to every day, like somebody else bought the company and came in, you worked for them, and then the other people came and bought the company back, and they decided that you had to go to jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you collaborated with the yeah, new yeah. boss. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's like that, uh, the, the new boss, same as the old boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's not six months. They're talking about, like, 10-year sentences, 15-year no, sentences. Not, they're just going to behead them. They're just going to fucking behead him. Oh, man. You, it, uh, my heart sank. I started reading this. You know, and look, these are people I have nothing in common with. I, it's not like this is, this is my crowd or anything, but I, I, I relate <laughs> to them as, as, you know, it's as not human. my scene, it's not everybody. My scene. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I could see, you know, it's like in, in, I'm not sure what movie is, something about World War II, which I love those movies because we always win. Um, America, I mean the allies but but they're talking to the italians and they're talking about how oh well so the fascists have fallen and so now you're gonna have you know will it be the communists will it be uh we're gonna give you a free election but we're gonna control it kind of thing yeah i can't remember the the exact scene but but was it Patton? it might have been Patton. i love Patton. it might have been something else but so the italian guy turns to the the person asking the question he goes we're italians when Rome was in charge, we were Romans. Right. When uh, the fascists, we were in charge, we were fascists. When yeah. the communists are in charge, we're communists. We're just Italians. That's, that's all we are. <laughs> so so we, we just ride the wave. We ride the wave. Yeah, yeah exactly. we're not leaving. We're, not, yeah, we're people yeah. of the land. We're yeah, going to be here. Right. Whatever you say uh, we it. need to do yeah. to stay here, we're going to do that. Yeah, just don't. And it don't, really is not us. We're yeah. not, none of, we're like the, 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 the people growing uh, olives. <laughs> well, just don't <laughs> rape don't my daughter have, and p- imprison my my son kind well, of yeah, thing. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. If you could do that for me. Yeah, that, that would be fine. I'll, I'm happy to just, just vote growing, your way. I'll growing olives. Yeah, I'll vote. My family yeah, I'll has grow the olives, you know. I'm a guinea. I'm weak. You know? Well, it's not even that. It's like, you know, why, why fight City Hall? Well, <laughs> you know? uh, well, I'm trying to gain City Hall. 
Um, you know, you and I have both. We've on a previous podcast. We've uh, talking about how we have beat City Hall. Yes, we individually. Have. Yeah, yeah. Collectively. Oh, here's can. something I want to talk about before we close out. Good. Um, yesterday, New Orleans has this thing called a break tag. And my brake tag was up yesterday, so I had to go rush to the brake tag station and get my brake tag. And of course, you have to have cash, yes, because they don't take fucking debit cards or check. Check. Now I'm in line. I'm like three cars behind the brake tag station. I see the sign. Oh fuck, cash! So I get out of line. I go to the ATM. I get cash. I get back in line, and this girl comes up. She has license, uh, insurance, and registration. Cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, there's a tip jar there's a tip jar there you know like i told us last week i'm tired of tipping you know um um but so what happens is i go there and she uh, she does okay put your signal light on honk your horn it's just it's the fucking biggest fucking scam is that par for you let me see your dick no (laughs) i just think the break tag is is, anyway what happens is she takes all my paperwork i pay her 25 bucks she gives me a sticker but she only gives me two of my three things back. She gives me back my insurance card and my registration. No but, license. And I, get, I go to work. I go, where's my license? So I go run back there. I run back there this morning. I said, that girl forgot to give me back my license. Right. Well, she's off today. Well, can you look to see? No, I don't see a license for you, Mr. Manny. So now, tomorrow, on my day off, I have to go to the DMV and get a new driver's license. Oh, really? It's gone? It's gone. So tonight, we're driving home, and I don't have a license. Well, you know, Manny, this is not the first ride that's been documented <laughs> where you put my life in grave danger. <laughs> but, you know, even, even again, this, on this occasion, it... it Phases me not at all. I'm 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 so desensitized to this. All right, troubled nation. I have to take a leak like the Cooley Dam. Good night. Good night, Renee. Struggle continues.